Good morning, Isru Chag, Sukkos in Eretz Yisrael, Tafshin Pei Dalit. Outside of Eretz Yisrael, it's still Yantif, it's Simchas Torah, the second day for them. A few people asked me to say a few words about what's the current events. Listening to the news a few days ago, before this latest incident broke out, and hearing politicians, hearing a minister of defense say, let the Arabs know they they shouldn't uh, they shouldn't uh, test they shouldn't test our strength. We're very strong. And realizing that this person, not being a religious person, unfortunately, is not including Hashem in any of that whatsoever. Having the the chutzpah, the audacity, and the insanity to think that we're strong and we. We know and we can, etc., etc. And once again, Hashem has shown the whole world and these people that without Hashem's intervention, without Hashem's miraculous help, Eretz Yisrael doesn't stand a chance against a small group of gangsters. They want to call this a war, and this is a joke. This is a cartoon playing. You have a small, what, what is Hamas? What is Hamas? And again, who allowed them, who allowed these people to have rockets and, and planes, all kinds of insanity? This is all, unfortunately, a leadership, a false leadership, who doesn't believe in Hashem, who don't go by the standards of the Torah. Some of them want to use this dirty word, democracy. This is, again, a joke to replace Hashem to replace Torah, to replace an authentic government, you know, an authentic leadership. And unfortunately, this is what comes out of it. We should be zeitl, we who do believe in Hashem, and who know that there is a midas hachesed, and there is a midas adin by Hashem. We know that during Rabbeinazal's time, there was there were dangerous things going on, and there were Rabbonim who said, no, no we don't have to... We have bitochen and Hashem. We don't know. Hashem is kind. Hashem is wonderful. And, and these people were, were unfortunately uneducated. They, they didn't learn Torah enough to know that the Torah makes it perfectly clear that there's a midas harachmim and a midas hadin. Both of them exist and are alive and are very strong. And when we see a midas hadin, when we see Hashem's judgment and we, we need to, all of us need to want to do tshuva, to do our part, to, to correct things, that we ourselves should do tshuva and to plead, plead with Hashem that all of Klai Yisrael should be zechot to a real tshuva shalema, to recognition of Hashem, and that it's only Hashem that protects us and only Hashem that can save us. You know? And we should be zechot through the tshuva and through mitzvahs and ma'as and that Hashem should put an end to the death and suffering of Klal Yisrael and bring us a Geula Shlema, a final Geula, a final redemption. And those people who unfortunately were saying Halel and other things in 1948 or 1967 also made a mistake in thinking, thinking that the Geula is here. Well, this is today's Likut HaLachas, the next few days. As usual, we're going to be learning about this topic. When when is the Geula here? We're continuing in Yeridea, Chelek Sheni, Hilcha Shiluach Hakan, Halacha Dalid, Paragraph Tesvot. We dedicate the learning today for a for Lilo Nishmas Yentefradel Bas Rabbi Shuaye Harini Kaboras Mishkova for a complete refuel shalema for all those that need it. All those, all the people that are, that need refuas and Yeshuas now, especially those that are close to us, Rabbi Vachana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, Noya Nechoma Basgalia, Hadassah Toiva Bas Noya Nechoma, Idis Bas Noya Nechoma, Michal Sora Bas Hadassah, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Brindel Rechel, Shlomenisa ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, Shlomo ben Rivka Shprinza, Yisrael Shar Chavi Yisrael. Rav Nosanzal is finishing up a discussion about Koirach, 
וזה בחינס מה שנצטרפו לאחר מחלקת קוירח, ליקוח המטריס של כל נשיא ישראל ומטה ארון, based on what we're learning here, we'll understand why after Koirach and, and his close people were swallowed up in the ground, and the 250 rabbis, leaders of Sanhedrin, got their punishment. After all of that, Hashem instructed the, the, the people to, to, that each one of the Nesim should take a, his stick, and Aaron HaKoyim should take his stick and bring it inside the Mishkan, And Hashem will show exactly who is the true leader. Vayohoi Moshe el Oyelo Eidus. Moshe Rabbeinu entered into the Mishkan. Vehine porach mate Aaron lebeis Levi. And everyone saw that the stick of Aaron HaKoyen had blossomed and was growing almonds on it. Rav Nelson Zal explains, mate hu bechinas habechira. A stick, the Zohar HaKodesh says, represents the concept of free choice. A person holding a stick can wield it in, in whatever direction they want, to the right or to the left. And the Zohar Kodesh uses that terminology, speaking about Bechira. Shemater etzadzeh, ubechinas habechira, shehi bechinas mater, bechira is compared to a stick. Shemater etzadzeh, oil etzadzeh, which a person wields to this side or to that side. And this is also the symbolism in the stick that Moshe Rabbeinu used. Which was able to change from being a stick to change into a snake, and then from being a snake to change back into being a stick. As the Tikkun Ezer speaks about it in the last chapter, the 70th chapter of Tikkun Ezer, And as Rabbein Azal elaborates on this in chapter 79 in Likutei Moran. <coughs> and the Tikkun Ezer tells us that when Moshe Rabbeinu had his first official meeting with Hashem Kaviochel at the burning thorn bush, And Hashem said to him to remove his shoes from his feet. The Zohar HaKadosh says that at that point, Moshe Rabbeinu removed the body, the Gashmias, from himself completely. And then shortly afterwards, the Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu says, This heavenly stick is in my hand. It's in my full control. Moshe Rabbeinu had risen to a level where he was 100% in control of the Bechira. The Yitzhahara couldn't get him to make any of the wrong choices. As the Medrash says, Tzadikim libom bereshusam. Tzadikim, their heart, their desires are under their control. They have complete control. And as Rabbi Nisal elaborates on this again in chapter 79, take a look over there. And once the Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu was to this, we can be, we can be assured that Aaron HaKoyim also was on this level. Because the Medrash tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKoyen are compared to each other. They're very similar, very close. And this is why after the whole incident with Koirach, Hashem instructed the Jewish people that he wants to show a great miracle using these sticks. To show the entire Jewish people the great qualities and the great level that Aaron HaKoyen was on. That although Aaron HaKoyen reached such a height of perfection, that he had already defeated the Bechira completely, he was in full control of, of his Yetzirah. 
וזוכר שמטה שלו, דהיינו הבכיר אוהיה בבחינס מטה מוישה, and Aaron Akoin was zeicher that his stick, meaning his bechira, was similar to the stick of Moshe Rabbeinu, bebchinas umateho eloikim beyadi, that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to say, this heavenly divine stick is in my hand, in my control. Dehainu shekvar liboi bereshusoi legamri, meaning that his heart, the heart which has the desires in it, is completely under his control. Bebchinas, as the Pesach says, nishlei, no harm can befall a tzaddik. No sin can befall a tzaddik. And he's no longer afraid of the materialistic Yetzirah, of the desires of this materialistic world. Despite that, he doesn't consider that to be enough. The tzaddik doesn't consider that to be enough to, to, to retire at that point. But rather, but rather the tzaddik continues to serve Hashem with incredible dedication and loyalty. And the tzaddik is to continue to go to higher and higher levels and each time be able to defeat the Sahara on that level, Shehu Malach HaKadosh, which is no longer that materialistic Sahara, but rather it's a holy angel, Bechinas Dinim, it's the Midas Hadin of Hashem, to be able to turn around the Midas Hadin of Hashem to Rachman. Achar Sheshiber HaBechira HaGashmias, after the Tzaddik has already succeeded, in defeating completely the materialistic tests. The tzaddik continues to keep climbing from level to level, and he continues to grow and blossom and produce all the time. As the Pesach says, tzaddik katomor yifrach, the tzaddik will blossom forth like a palm tree. And this is what the Pasuk says there, that the stick of Aaron Akoyan blossomed forth and a flower came forth, a blossom, and, and, and it budded. What this is telling us is that after the tzaddik Aaron Akoin defeated the Bechira completely. And he has this divine stick in his hand. He has the Bechira totally under control. The Tzaddik continues to blossom forth and to grow. He's not a dried out tree that, that's not producing at all. He doesn't allow himself to stay in one place, on one level. But rather he continues to blossom and grow from level to level. Because also those tzaddikim who defeated their materialistic yitzahorad, they still also have a higher level Yetzirah. And they have to defeat that Yetzirah. And when they're still experiencing battles, they're, they're climbing from level to level. And that's why Hashem used this as a sign for the people. And Hashem said, the person who I have chosen to be the one to serve me in the Mishkan, in the Beis Hamikdash, the Kohen, his stick will blossom forth. To show the entire Jewish people, that the true tzaddik is blossoming and growing from level to level. 
And this is one of the great advantages that he has over other leaders, Jewish leaders, leaders of tribes. Because even among the leaders of Klal Yisrael, even among the true great tzaddikim, there are vast differences between the regu- the, these leaders and the greatest tzaddik among them. Bechinas Moshe v'Aaron, who are like Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron Akoyen. Hefech This is the opposite of Korach's evil opinion and his people, Shekafru who denied this. The Umru, when they said, Kikol ho'eta kulam kedoshim. All of us here are holy. Why should you, Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron consider yourself greater than us? We're all holy. Any questions? Paragraph to Zion. And this also explains why the Torah says immediately after that, Hashem says to Aaron Akoyen, you and your family will carry the sin of the Beis HaMikdosh, of the Holy Temple, meaning... Because this is the work that the great tzaddikim have to be involved in to sweeten the judgments against Klal Yisrael. Meaning that they're responsible. And, and by doing that, the, the tzaddikim succeed in getting the Jewish people out of sin sins which are caused by the Yitzhahara, who draws his energy from these dinim. Because the greatest tzaddikim, they are the ones who destroy the heavenly, the high-level Yitzhahara, which is the, these judgments, these heavenly judgments. And these sadikim sweeten and eliminate all of this negativity, all these negative judgments. And by doing this, they eliminate the power of the Yitzhahara. And they save the Jewish people from sins. And this also explains why very often tzaddikim accept upon themselves suffering in order to forgive, in order to atone for the sins of the Jewish people. As it says clearly in Apostle King Yishai, Navi, chapter 53, Therefore, our illnesses he carries upon himself, and our sins he suffers. Because the great tzaddikim, they place the blame for everything that's wrong upon themselves. They take the blame on themselves. They say, that because they are not succeeding in sweetening these negative judgments, these dinim properly, that's what's allowing the Jewish people to commit sins. And therefore they take upon themselves the suffering for the sins of the Jewish people. And this is what Hashem said to Aaron Akoyen, because they, the tzaddikim, are the ones who have to protect us from sins. How? They have to make every effort to sweeten all different aspects of din that exist in the world. 
שעל ידי זה מבטלים כוח היצהורו ומצילים יצרון להבנס. And when they succeed in doing that, when these tzaddikim succeed in sweeping all the dinim, then the Yetzirah becomes powerless and, and thereby saving the Jews from committing sins. Paragraph Yudzayim, the final paragraph of this halacha. Ubebechina zois, yesh kamo chilukim afuru bein hatzaddikim hagedoilem ma'oid. And regarding what we're discussing here, there are many differences, even among the very great tzaddikim, the leaders of the world. As the Zohar Kodesh points out in Parshas Vayera, there the Zohar Kodesh goes into detail explaining the vast difference between Noyach, whom the Torah defines as a tzaddik, versus Avraham Avinu, who's a much higher level than Noyach, versus Moshe Rabbeinu, who's a much higher level than Avraham Avinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is the one who succeeded in sweetening the, the harshest dinim, more so than any other tzaddikim. He put his life on the line to save the Jewish people when Hashem wanted to destroy us. And the real perfection of this will be achieved through Moshiach, who is Moshe Rabbeinu himself, V'zoyer HaKadosh says on the Pasuk in Chomish, Ad ki yovoi shiloi, when Yaakov Avinu is giving the bracha to Shevet Yehuda, and he says, until shiloi comes, v'lo yikasamim, and to him will gather all the nations. The Zoyer HaKadosh says, shiloi is bigimatria Moshe. Shiloi is one of the names of Moshiach, referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. Shehu moiser nafshoi adayin b'shvil Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu continues now to put his life in jeopardy on behalf of Klal Yisrael. V'sovel marin, and he suffers pain and suffering. Ba'adom, on our behalf, kol yemei hagolus, throughout the time that we are in exile, ad sheyigmoi reshaloi, until he will finish the job that he needs to finish, sheyamtik kol hadinim Yisrael, He'll sweeten and remove all negative judgments from the Jewish people, and eliminate the power of the evil inclination, and he will bring us the final redemption, hopefully, speedily in our time. And he will bring about that the entire Jewish nation will do a real tshuva, because this is the main work of Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshiach, to sweeten the source, the highest, highest level of din up in heaven. And thereby bring about that all the dinim down below will automatically be eliminated. And so to all the eight Saharas that draw from these dinim. And by sweetening all of these dinim, this will lead to the entire Jewish nation doing tshuva, returning to Hashem. The Sovoy Hadu'ula and the final redemption will come. We hope speedily in our time. As it says, when will the Goyel, the Redeemer, when will Moshe Rabbeinu come to Tzion, to Yerushalayim? When, when all of us are zeichet to do a real, genuine tshuva, which, which he will help us. May this happen very quickly, soon in our time. Question in the chat. Does any suffering that a person accepts upon themselves 
also accomplish atonement for themselves and for the cloud? My answer is yes, but not to be compared, not to be compared with that of the great Sadiqim. We on our level definitely are participating in that. And is this a recommended practice on our level? The answer is not necessarily. We ask Hashem in our tefillah in the morning, Hashem, please don't test us. And we ask Hashem to bring us the geula without the suffering, because we know that we are not on a level like the previous tzaddikim of previous generations who could handle it. We are very, very weak. But if a person is enduring any type of suffering, any type of problem, a person can have in mind, halavai, this should be a kapara, this should be a form of tshuva for me and for all of Klal Yisrael. Any other questions, please? Okay, now we go into the next halacha, which I, I referred to in the in the introduction to the shir. <clears throat> if a person will be walking on the road and they'll come upon a bird's nest. This halacha will be based on chapter 63 in the Kutimaran, which is based on the Pasuk Srofim Mimaloi, speaking about the highest level angels in heaven, Sheish Knofayim, who have two wings and two feet, Ayin Shom Inyan Megala Tefach, Umechasa Tefach, Eitzel Hatzadik, Veitzel Hashemis Borach. Take a look in that chapter in the Kutimaran where Rabbeinazal makes reference to what the Gemara speaks about, that the Gemara says that Hashem reveals a little and hides a little bit. And the Tzaddik also, Rabbeinazal says, reveals a little bit and covers up a little bit. There are times when the Tzaddik's relationship with the world is that the Tzaddik is in a mode of revealing, the tzaddik reveals himself and allows himself to come close to us. And there are times when the tzaddik is hidden, covered up. Whereby the tzaddik is covered and hidden and very distant from us. To the point where those who are close to the tzaddik, or those who want to get close to the tzaddik, they look at this and they don't understand this. Why is he so? Why is he distancing himself from us? And so too, our relationship with Hashem also has to be in this form of revealing and covering up. Meaning, a person, a Jew, a Jew, has to make every effort to come close to Hashem and, and to act as if Hashem has revealed himself to me, as if I see Hashem and I know how I real Hashem. However, the closer a person gets to Hashem, the more a person learns and the more a person does mitzvahs ma'asim toivim, the person has to distance themselves from Hashem, meaning the person has to realize that they're still very, very far from Hashem. Because if a person will think and imagine that they're already close to Hashem, and they already have divine knowledge and wisdom, that's an indication that the person really doesn't know anything. If the person could think that they're already close to Hashem. And this is the concept where the Pasuk says Hashem extends a greeting to the one who is distant and the one who is close. 
And the Zohar Kodesh tells us, Larochok is Bigematria Villa Koroi, the same Gematria. We're talking about the same person who, who is close, but realizes that he's very, very far. And when the person is feeling far from Hashem, they still believe that they're close, as we're going to see. Paragraph days. And we're going to see beautiful insights into this from the midst of Shiruah Hakan. Because this is a very important rule that we need to know and realize that we don't know anything. We don't understand Hashem. We don't understand the Torah. Because Hashem and the Torah and the Jewish people are all one. And just like we cannot understand Hashem, because the Israel Kodesh says, no human mind can comprehend Hashem. Therefore, so too, we cannot and do not understand the Torah. We get little inklings, little bits of information, little bit of knowledge. And so too, it's impossible for us to understand the greatness of the Jewish nation, of the Jewish souls, even of the lowest, lowest Jew, we cannot understand, we cannot fathom how high a level that person's soul is on. And we cannot understand what's going on with every single person, why this person is suffering, why this person died, why this person lost a husband or a wife, or a child or a parent. And exactly why are we in this world? And what's going to what's going to come from us in the future? What is our future? Ach, however, in Cain, based on what we're saying right now, since everything is hidden and we don't know anything, based on that we could have no knowledge and no idea at all whatsoever as to how to serve Hashem. However, out of Hashem's great love and pity for His Jewish nation, Hashem revealed His secret to our forefathers, to the point where Hashem's kindness rose to such a level, that Hashem gave us the Torah through his servant Moshe Rabbeinu, and this is what opens up our eyes. And Moshe Rabbeinu enlightened us and taught us the entire Torah and the mitzvahs, Asher heim chayenu, which is, that's our life, that's called living. Lekaimon boze oilam, that we should fulfill them in this world. And thereby, by fulfilling, by studying and fulfilling the Torah mitzvahs, we can be zechet to an eternal success. Avol, however, adayin gam atur, even right now, even though we're familiar with, we know the Torah and its mitzvahs, we need to realize that we don't know anything. Your Torah, your mitzvahs are plois. Pela means wondrous. Pele is a term used regarding the keser, a level of light that we cannot fathom. However, we're, for, we're obligated to fulfill the Torah the way we were instructed to by Moshe Rabbeinu, by the other great tzaddikim. 
sosum vanilla meitonamoyim. However, the true reasons for all the mitzvahs and the, the secrets of the Torah, the panemius of the Torah, is something that's closed and very, very hidden from us. As Shlomo HaMelech said in Koheles, I said, I thought I was smart, and I see it's very, very far from me. Therefore, we have to remember very, very well what Rabbeinu writes in chapter 63 in the Kudim Ram. To know and realize the more we're getting closer and closer we should reach new levels of realization of how far we are, how distant we are from Hashem. This applies both in our relationship with Hashem and our relationship with the Tzadik. Because the tzaddik also is very, very hidden and way, way above us. However, just as we say that Hashem and the Torah and the tzaddikim are very, very hidden from us, so too they're very close to us and very much revealed to us. And so too, on, on the opposite end, just as on one hand, the Torah and the Tzaddik and Hashem reveal themselves to us in an, to an incredible degree, we cannot forget and underestimate them and say, oh, I, of course, I see that, I know that Sadiq, I talk to him, he talks to me. We should never forget that they are very, very far from us, way above us and very hidden from us. And this process goes, continues, goes round and round. Because both of these seemingly opposite things are true. That on one hand, the tzaddik is very close to us and he tries very hard to be makar of us. And on the other hand, we need to know that he's so, he's millions and billions of miles above us and removed from us. This is what Rabbi Nezal explains over there in chapter 63 in the Kriman. Because Hashem is hidden and revealed. And so too the Torah is hidden and revealed. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this also in chapter 62 on the regarding faith, holy faith, that real faith is only in that which we don't understand. And despite that, even though we don't understand it at all, we don't see it, regarding a person who has real faith, to them, it's the most obvious thing in the world. It's completely revealed. And they, un they understand it completely, as if they saw it. Because of the fact that the person has reached such a high level of complete faith. And despite this, we need to know that there are special times when Hashem helps a person and the person feels a certain light, a certain high-level light and spirituality and connection to Hashem, and the person sees and experiences a certain closeness to Hashem, 
even though it's real, it is real. It is Hashem bringing the person close and wanting the person to feel close. And this is an incredible act of kindness that Hashem does with us sometimes in opening the curtain and allowing us to look inside, to see Hashem, to see and to feel Hashem's closeness to us. Despite that, the person shouldn't make a mistake and think that they're already close to Hashem and close to the Torah and close to Tzadikim. Because a person must know and realize what we said earlier. That the more a person gets closer and closer to Hashem, the person is still very, very far from Hashem. Because we can't fathom in any way Hashem's greatness. Rav Nosnal says, it's impossible for me to explain this really clearly. As Rav Nosnal says in chapter 63. However, despite that, a person still needs to know and realize that any time they experience a Yeshua, Hashem gives them some good news, some very, very good news, something wonderful happens to them, where they experience Hashem's kindness and, and closeness, it's an incredible, incredible gift and it's an incredible act of kindness on the part of Hashem, and it's real, it is real, it is a true Hiskarvus, and it is a true Yeshua. Achafal Pikein, however, despite that, Adayin Rochoik Mimenu Mo'oi Tachlis Yeshua Sai. We need to know that our ultimate Yeshua is still very far from us. And a person still has to be standing there and yearning and pleading and begging and waiting for the final Yeshua, for the real Yeshua. Until the person will be able to be helped completely and permanently. To leave whatever we, we need to leave and to get close to whatever we need to get close to. And now Rav Nosenzal gives us some examples. We'll take these two examples and then we'll take questions. And, and with this, we could understand what the Torah writes about Avram Avinu when he was experiencing his 10th test Avram Avinu had already gone through nine major tests and he passed each one of them. And now he's up to number 10. And Hashem tells him, take your beloved son, the one that you love so much, Yitzhak Avinu, the one who I told you is going to be a great nation, take him and kill him, offer him as a sacrifice. And the Pesach says that Yaakov, you know, gets, uh, Avram Avinu gets up early in the morning, Avram he gets up early and he saddles the donkey and he's on his way. And then the Pesach says, Vayar es Avram Rinu saw the site, that special holy site, which would be the site on which the Beis Hamikdash would eventually be built. He saw it in the distance, far away. The Isa and its brood, Shehistakru al hayeshua meirochoik ma'oik. That they were looking at the Yeshua, Hashem's salvation from far, from a great distance. Because this was the main test of Avram Avinu. Hashem had promised him shortly before that, that he's going to have many children. And they will inherit the land. By the way, we, we have this possible when we say the Haggadah on the night of Pesach, Va'arbe Asarecha, and it's brought the word Arbe is Bigimatria Yitzchak. That Yitzchak is this Arbe, this many children rolled into one. 
ואחר כך ציוווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווווו
you know, to say something before tefillah to connect her opinion. Especially there's two things. There's number one, Hareini Mekasher. That that statement, Hareini Mekasher Atzmi, Lechol Hatzadikim Amitim Shabdareinu, I hereby declare that I'm attaching myself, I'm binding myself to all of the tzadikim of our generation, and to all the true tzadikim who have already passed away, especially to my rabbi. And then there's also the Arizal says that before a person davens, the person should say, I'm hereby taking upon myself the mitzvah to fulfill the mitzvah of loving every single Jew like I love myself. The question in the chat, is there any tshuva that we could all make that could help determining the outcome of the war? Yes, each and every one of us trying to improve, trying to correct any of the things that we know that we're doing or thinking or saying that are wrong and trying to improve on the good things in our lives especially Ahavas Hashem, Ahavas Torah, a new beginning with the Torah. We're starting the Torah from the beginning again anew. And, and Ahavas Yisrael, to love every single Jew and to want all the Jews that, that aren't where they're supposed to be to do a real complete shuva. Anyone else, please? One other quick question, Rav. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rachman Latzlan, before about a month ago, when when I booked my ticket to Uman, everybody uh, asked me questions as if they were describing this manazeh, what's going on here in Eretz Israel. What's Makshava? Because like they they tried to tell me, are you going with the IDF? And like, look what's going on in our own backyard. It, it, it just can the Rav just tell me what's Makshava for myself? The answer is to know that we have only, only Hashem, only Hashem to defend us, to protect us, that we do not put our faith in the IDF, we do not put our faith in our government, we put our faith in Hashem, in the Torah and the Tzaddik, and that's where our faith is. The Torah guides us what's dangerous and what's not dangerous, what's right, what's wrong, what's good and what's bad when we see that there were truly highly qualified religious rabbis who went to Uman, despite the fact that there is a war going on in Ukraine, etc., etc., Baruch Hashem, we saw that the war did not affect the trip to Uman, not the way there, not the time that we were there, not the way back, Baruch Hashem. And when we see people putting their faith in, in, in the Israeli government or in the Israeli defense forces or things like that, Unfortunately, we see the potential for, for catastrophe. Wishing everybody a good day and a good week. These are still holidays. These days from, from after Sukkot until Rosh Chodesh Marcheshman. We don't say Tachnon Isru Chag. It's brought that today, the day after the holiday, a person should eat something additional to show that we're still accompanying the holiday out, something special. We should be zechah to do mitzvahs and maizim in order to help those that are sick to have a refuah, those that are being held hostage, that Hashem should release them. Hashem should release them and save them. We should be zechah to the final rule. Amen.